Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Oh, not a whole lot. Just a uh, another victory Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day we decide to record this week. It's a victory week this week. It's a victory week. Every week is. Yeah, and how about how about that game? Huh. Uh, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like when the game started, like I was just I, I was still kind of a little distraught about the Texans game and that whole yeah. Browns PTSD. And it's like, oh, the 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 the, the um, Panthers had won six or were six, six and six or whatever at the time it's like they have yeah. one they want lost four in a row i'm like well there it goes that this is what's going to happen so at first yeah, it's definitely. like like i'm not i'm not trying to get too emotionally involved in the game because i kind of expected it to uh be a loss and like as you know carolina's offense went on the field it was kind of you know living up to my, my thoughts and mm-hmm. then that very first freaking pass from Baker Mayfield all the way down to the field to, I think it was Brashard Perriman for like uh, 63 yards. I was like, oh, we have a game here, boys. We have a game here. Yeah, you know what's funny is I can't remember where I read it, but Baker Baker said um, to Perryman, be ready because I'm throwing it to you deep the first pass. <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. Perryman uh... was able to get separation and um, – you know, reel in the ball for, you know, deep touchdown. I think that if that ball, that ball hung a little bit in the air, if that ball had been a little bit, um, a little bit more underthrown than it was, he would have hit him in stride and he would have been able to walk in for a touchdown, but that's okay. I mean, he still caught it. It was still a big gain. Exactly. Um, definitely carried the momentum, to, you know, to we were able to punch it in for a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And how nice does it feel like, like the, um, uh, critiques we're giving our quarterback are like minor critiques. Well, you could have had a touchdown, but, you know, I guess a 63-yard pass, I guess it's all right, but you could yeah, have I mean, had the touchdown. Right. He still caught it, you know? We'll yeah, it, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, when, when, when was the last time we could say that? Um, never, because last year it was like, man, if he only threw the ball in the general direction of the guy who was running, with, or running, the, running he could have hit the guy. We could have gotten maybe five yards. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, not really ever in the modern era. I mean, you go back to 2007 with uh, DA, and I think that was such a surprise season. We never knew any game what we were going to do. You know, 2007, we never really had an identity. No. And then you jump into 2014 with Hoyer, and we still never really had an identity. We was able to rally off some wins in 14 in a row, you know, to get in the playoff contention and everything like that. And then everything fell apart, and it was just like, ah, same old Browns. You know, mm-hmm. I think with the squad we have right here, I mean, every game we go into, you know, there, there's a chance of the outcome. You know, I, I know we didn't talk about too much about the Houston game. Yeah. Um, you know, some some interest, you know, 
we had other things to do, you know, stuff popped up. We weren't able to record. We do apologize to you guys out there in radio land. I was definitely um, sick. I couldn't talk. Yeah. You know, but we're here now and that's all that matters. Um, and you know, I, I think that's a, you know, let's just touch on the uh, Houston game. Just, just a hair was... uh, going back into that Houston game, a uh, game that, you know, uh... we, nobody, I don't think any of us, at least in our little inner circle, um, thought we were going to win, you know, we had we had a dog's fighting chance. We knew what we had to do. Uh, we knew that um, stopping Deshaun Watson was going to be, you know, somewhat hard. Um, and I just think that, you know, it was a game that it was a game where everything went right Houston's way early, and everything went wrong toward you know for us early. And it's it was just hard to overcome. You know, we did make adjustments in you know at halftime and came out in the second half and played a hell of a lot better. But you know that the game was almost already out of reach, you know, and, and then you give the ball back to Houston a couple of times. They were able to, you know, work the clock and work the clock and work the clock. And it just killed the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, that was a game I was hoping we wouldn't talk about. Uh, I was just kind of hoping that to forget about it and move on, but you have to dra- drag up, uh, uh, old yeah, but stuff. like I said, like I said, it's, it's not like, it's not like we played the Raiders and we, freaking lost that game because of the refs it wasn't that type of game you know no 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 it, it was a it was a complete loss and like like his baker was i mean he wasn't very good at the first half i mean he almost looked like i mean he looked like a rookie first half and then, then he comes back out and it's like oh he's trying to get momentum but you know for whatever reason uh why are people ain't catching balls uh defense ain't holding them whatever reason it, the, the the issue is just it just wasn't yeah. happening yeah, and I think Baker, you know, tried to force too many things that, you know, is not really in his nature to do just to kind of rally and get momentum, you know, swinging back on his side, you know? Yeah. And exactly. then, you know, and then you have you have that long ball to Callaway and how ah, that rookie's going to do what a rookie's going to do. I mean, you got to secure that ball, you know? Yeah. Um, as soon as that ball got punched out, I was like, yep, that game's a wrap. Yep, yep, yep. So speaking with that wrap, let's wrap that old game up and let's go back to the fun game. The game's where we win. Yes, yes. And the games where we win against teams that are more competent than not. Yes. Because yes. I, 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 uh, I, I think I think the Panthers have been a pretty competent team. I mean, their defense, I mean, they had some injuries uh, uh, to deal with. But, I mean, Luke Keekley is, you know. Luke Keekley is a monster. I, exactly. He is a freaking yeah. monster. He knows what your plays are before you know what your plays are half the time. Yeah. Luke, Luke Keekley is a monster. And to be able to scheme around him and you know, scheme our offensive set around him and around their defense in general was good. Um, I think we did a good job of holding Christian McCaffrey uh, to limited yardage. Now, granted, he did have two big touchdowns. Um, they, they were on to short. Be able to... Exactly. They were, they were on short drives. He did have – um, six receptions on seven targets, but he only reeled in 38 yards on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we were able to limit him pretty, pretty good, um, all, albeit but that first drive, you know, and that's – and that first drive happened. And, you know, I, I don't know what the hell the Panthers were thinking to Ron Rivera because when they went into halftime and came out, everything that kind of worked for them in the first half, they totally abandoned it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, gr- great for us, you know, awesome for us, but, you know – you have McCaffrey sitting on the sidelines in third down, third and short, and Cameron Arnold's pain is in there, you know? Well, nobody's going to key in on Camus Arnold's pain besides the guy that's playing him in man coverage. You know, so that kind of takes the ball out of the short yardage passing, and it, you know, and it puts the ball more in, like, a Curtis Samuel's hand or DJ Moore's hand, mm-hmm. and he make Cam, you know, try to make Cam beat us with his arm, which he didn't really do 
at all. You know, he only passed for 265 yards. Now, granted, Baker only passed for 238, but at the end of the day, it's who, you know, the win is what matters. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I mean, it was just a phenomenal game all around. Uh, Great play calling. I can't believe that Kitchens had the balls to call that, um, to call that sweep with, um, well, kind of a, Kind of a mini sweep with uh, Landry. Called it twice. Yeah, I now mean that's 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 not something you see offensive coordinators doing um, so much in the NFL. You know, going back to that same play. Yeah, exactly. It's like like I saw it going, and it's like, who the hell's running with that? That's Landry. What the hell's Landry doing out there? I'm like, I'm not complaining by no means because he's doing good, but Landry. I, I mean. The offense, I mean, completely has been a complete, complete, complete turnarounds in the last, what, what five games here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which we technically are uh, three and two uh, yes, since yes. then. So, um, and Greg Williams has tied uh, Hugh Jackson's all-time record of wins. Yes, yes. Uh, I, think, I think one of the most impressive things is I think all but – Baker Mayfield was 18 for 22 – and three of those four passes were just drops. Yeah. That means he had like a like 90%, 95% accuracy on hitting his guy. Yep. That is freaking ridiculous. That is Drew Brees ridiculous. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the thing is you don't realize, I mean, you you see him ha- happening is like and you, but in the back of your mind, you're not trying to keep track of like, all right, there's no been drops. There's not this hasn't happened that hasn't happened yet. You're not trying to think about that things. You're just enjoying the moment. And also, not the words is like, there was only four, four incomplete passes on his game today. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is a mess. That that's just impressive. And he actually had an 81 percent completion rate uh, oh, yeah. today. That is ridiculous. I mean, not just for a rookie, but for a quarterback in general, an eighty-one percent completion rate. Man, I mean, all all around, all around. I mean, uh, it was just a good game plan, good you know execution all around. I mean, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight different pass catchers on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know the, the biggest pass catcher being uh, Perryman. Of course, Landry had that awesome, awesome, awesome touchdown. Oh, yeah. Um, great, great hands to be able to haul that in. Great pinpoint accuracy for Baker. And you know, when Baker threw that, I'm just like, I'm like, shit, that's, that's going to get picked. Yeah. You know, very, very little quarterbacks can make that throw and yeah. place that ball where that needs to be. It, and exactly. I was thinking the same thing. And I think a lot of that has to do with after last year with Deshaun Kaiser, just seeing so many of those plays like that. It's like, oh, like, like even that, that, that first play from scrimmage is like, oh, God, this is not going to end. What the hell happened? He yeah, caught yeah, the ball. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, I mean, it's it's crazy to think that, I mean. We got a guy. We got a guy. Did you know that? You know, I was I was sitting next to, um, you know, of course, bragging rights, me living in Charlotte, North Carolina, about 20 <laughs> minutes away from the stadium there. Um, I didn't go out to my uh, Brownsbackers bar down here because I got a little local watering hole. And, you know, all my friends that go up there, they're all Panthers fans. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about this game ever since the schedule got released. You mm-hmm. know, hey, hey, let's meet up. Let's either come to our local bar or go to somebody's house, let's meet up, let's all watch the game together. You know, cool. Well, we got a little bit of snow. And now snow in Charlotte is, you know, three to four inches of snow and your your city shut down for two days. You know? Really? So I was a you know, I was able to 
muster up my northern instincts of driving and get out <laughs> to the uh, to the local bar. And some of the other, you know, local guys had trucks and was able to get out and meet me up there. And uh, I'm sitting there telling this guy next to me. And I said, you don't understand what it's like to finally have a quarterback. Like how great of a feeling it is as a Browns fan to finally have a quarterback. I mean, we've had years where he's, you know, the quarterback's like, ah, okay, you know, he's, he's serviceable, you know, there's nobody really in the uh, top 10 that we could jump up and get no true number one quarterback that we could jump up and get, uh, you know, we're fine with rolling with this guy until next year, you yeah, know? Exactly. And that, that's been the biggest issue is like, even you think about it, you go back even the years that we had like opportunities, mm-hmm. um, like Wentz, Wentz is what on his third injury and in, Three years. He's not playing yeah, this a, weekend. He's got a bad back again. Yeah. Uh, Watson, I mean, he's doing yep. fine now, but last year with the injury. Uh, and then you go back to even 2014. Which one of those quarterbacks are – I mean, Derek Carr is the only one that's playing right now. Yeah, um, and, they, and his team kind of sucks. Yeah. I don't know how much of no. it's him, his Gruden coaching, just him him being exposed. I don't know. Sure. I'm not, this, not, this is not the Raiders hour, but it's just – this dude is just like I, I don't know how to describe this. The, the feeling of Baker mania. It, it, it's I think, it's, I, think it, I think to me the best way of describing it is getting laid for the first time. <laughs> That's can... the best best way to describe it. Getting laid for the first time. You uh, always remember. You always remember the one. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and Browns I, fans, we Browns fans, we finally got laid. We finally did it, man. I mean, and the thing is. And it's not like he's good at quarterbacking. He's not just good at that. I mean, he he is a good, decent human being. He yeah. has a wonderful personality. He's just infectious. You just want to be around the dude. You want to high five the dude. You want to go out there. You want to be the guy blocking for him. So just to make sure he doesn't get hurt. He took the game ball. I don't know if you saw it. He took the game ball after the game off of the sidelines and was walking to the locker room with it. Stopped. Went underneath the rope barrier right there. Walked up to I don't know the kid probably looked maybe five or six years old. You know, sitting in sitting front row with his parents right next to the tunnel and handed the ball right to him. Really? Yeah. I mean, so you know, you take a guy like that, and you know, I mean, he's he's all about Cleveland too. He's all about the Browns, all about the culture, all about you know, being a winning quarterback. You know, and you know, going back to like stuff that he said. Um, what did he say before the season when they were asking? You know. Media people were asking him about, uh, you know, what's it like to be the umpteenth thousandth quarterback? And he's like, I don't, you know, I don't care about that. It's 2018, you know? Yeah, yeah. Baker's he, literally. He, he, he doesn't care about, he doesn't care about the, now he does care about the hard times that happen. Yeah. You know, and he wants to be the ones that changed it. Yeah. But I mean, that's out of his control. The only thing he can control is to be the best quarterback that he could possibly be. And we're seeing it on the field. Mm-hmm. He's essentially the dude, or, or, or he's the guy I would love my daughter to bring home for, uh to meet me. And the thing is, I don't even have a daughter, but I would like yeah. to have a daughter. If I had, could go back in time, create a daughter that's, well, I'd have to be wi- quite a bit older right now. But anyways, I wish I had a daughter older enough for him to bring, for her to bring home to me. I would shake this guy's hand and go, you are an awesome dude. I mean, yeah. that's the best way to describe it. It's just, he's the guy yeah, that you a- want your daughter to bring home. Yeah, he's a true genuine dude. He, exactly. He's not, nothing about him is fake. No, nothing other at all. than his you know? play fakes. Oh, oh my God, dude, that Statue of Liberty. Oh yes. I mean that that oh. was probably 
Now, his play fakes, I've touched on a little bit in the Daily Dog Child, but his play fakes are literally the best that I've ever seen. Even when, even that touchdown run to Landry, I don't know if you paid attention to it, dude. He faked it twice. Really? And then handed it off. He faked the quick pitch to Chubb, handed it off the, or no, I'm sorry. He faked the quick pass, the quick screen pass, handed it off to Landry, and then faked the pitch to Chubb afterwards. Mm-hmm. It totally frees every single buddy. I mean, every single buddy. I mean, you go look back at, uh, a few games back. I can't remember if it was the Chiefs or the Falcons game where he sent out the call and like he starts calling the play and he walks over to the uh, acts like he's walking the sideline and yeah. acts like he's confused and I'm like, oh god, this whole thing. The I just expected, you know, Freddie Kitchens gonna be the worst offensive coordinator ever. Everything's just gonna fall apart and everything. And all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, that was planned. I'm like, okay, it didn't work, but you know, okay, I'm not. Yeah, so- I want to tell everybody. I want to tell everybody out there in Radio Land that probably believes me, but more so everybody in the chow and more so. Uh, Bernie Kozar is God. BKIG, I love you, man. Um, Kitchen's playbook is real. Oh, yeah. And not a lot of people bought into it. Ah, nah, you know, it's old Haley's playbook. He's just switching the formations, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what, guys? That is that is your playbook. Exactly. You know, it, it, of, of course, of course, the, you know, the the probably, you know, some of the, you know, the calls, the XYZ calls are the same. The routes are, the, you know, kind of the same to build a continuity. But the way the guys are lining up, the way the guys are executing plays – um, that's your own playbook. Well, yeah, I'm sure everybody's playbook in the NFL started out as somebody else's playbook. They've just adapted and turned it into their own. And this is, you know, Freddie Kitchens doing the exact same thing. It's just taking a playbook that he knew that he's learned over the time, adding stuff he's learned from other places and just adding on to it, calling it differently, calling it this way, knows which works best for these players. Mm-hmm. Who cares whose playbook is it? If it's the guy that's calling it, and he can make it work, and he knows the situation, I don't care. This could be freaking Hugh Jackson's playbook. I don't care. It could have been Chris Tabor's. It could have been Horton's playbook. It could have been anybody's playbook. I don't care. It could be Amos Jones's playbook. <laughs> I don't care. And, and, and Amos Jones' playbook is nothing but special teams. If he can make that special teams thing work out on offense, I don't care what it is as long as it works. And right Speaking now, famous it's Amos worked. And it's- yeah, speaking of famous Amos and his special teams, I didn't really see hiccups this week. Ugh. They had Did a you? Little, they had some returns, uh bad re- uh eh, you know what? You know what though? I, I've seen I seen um I seen kicks, you know, getting called for fair catches, uh kickoffs being set down in the end zone as opposed to, you know, being ran out. You know, I mean it looked it looked cleaner. Cleaner okay. I will give him he's between Maybe our special teams look like the 20th best special teams this week. I'll give you that. That's about it. Compared to our normal 28th and 29th or 31st. I'll give you that. It looks better, but better does not mean good. Sure, sure, sure. So. And and, uh, speaking of special teams, a little hat tip to our kicker. Our field goal kicker. Yes, sir. Um, nothing, Nothing stupid, nothing going on there. It's always nice to not talk about uh, your, you know, your place kicker. He did miss the point after. He did miss that one point after. Yeah, you know, what what is the bug this year with point afters? It seems like a lot of teams are missing them. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the robot uh, of Gronkowski for the Patriots missed a couple field goals this last week. It's just, it's, I think it's a psyche thing. It seems like this year is the year of shitty refs and, Kicker's not really making kicks. Yeah, it's just a psyche thing. Um, it's got to be. 
Yeah. So I think with that, we should take a quick break here and we'll come back. Talk a little bit more about the defense because we didn't really talk about the defense at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what all we're going to get to about defense. Um, my name is Darth Batman, but you can follow me at Darth.Batman1 at. It's Batman dot one it, no it's not it's it's dark batman one what are we what are we doing here i don't know i don't even know my own twitter handle and i created this thing and we can follow <laughs> you at what i am big town underscore brown on twitter you can also follow the podcast at t6 podcast on twitter or you could follow dogs by nature themselves at dogs That's by right. nature and with that we will be right back with some more Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. The number one podcast that Browns fans talk to Browns fans. Of course, I'm Big Town Brown. And of course, with me as always is the Darth Batman. Hey, Darth, we just got a little bit of talking about the uh, Panthers game and that W. Let's get into a little bit about defense. Tell me um, some of the accolades and your best highlights from the defense. But before you do, of course. <laughs> well, I'm going to say my, my favorite of favorite plays. And this was less of how awesome our defense was. And it was mainly it was their their fault was that uh, after we punted the ball right there at the very end and they lined up and you have that oh crap moment and then Randall just goes up intercepts the ball and it's like game over. That was my yes. favorite. That was my favorite defensive play. The one that sealed the game. You know he, he ran over the sidelines all hyped and threw the ball like high up into the stands. Did you see the meme of when he threw the ball high up in the stands and Hugh Jackson was there and caught it? <laughs> I have not seen that. Yeah, uh, he like threw the ball high up in the stands, and you see like Hugh back up in the nosebleeds and caught the football. I, I heard a joke about that. It's like so. It's like, huh? He, he's like someone's like talking about how he threw it in the stands. Like Hugh must have been up there or something. Uh, yeah, somebody made that into a gif. Well, um, another good positive play. I mean, I mean, here his thing is. Our defense was a bend don't break defense again. It was a little bit more bendy than I I, I, I like. Specifically, the first half of the game, it seemed like it was less bendy the second half, um, using my technical jargon there. But um, it, it always gets me worried when I see that. Yeah. And yeah. I, it, but, I mean, they did their job. I mean, Miles Garrett got another sack. That's always good. Yep. I mean... I mean, there's not too much to complain about. I mean, Ward was out. We're missing Kirksey for the rest of the year. 
Money Mitch was back, but I don't think I heard Money Mitch's name called very much. No, I, you know, you're right. You didn't hear his name called very much. Um, Mitchell, you know, he, he did play 96, you know, 96% of the snaps. Only really? Four ta- you know, only four tackles, though. Uh, one guy's one guy's play that I think was kind of a little bit underrated um, was Peppers. Oh, yeah, he's been... Uh, Peppers, Peppers played really good up in the, up in the box. Um, he, he really, 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 really played good um, in coverage as well. Uh, granted, he only registered two tackles. Uh, but he did a really, really good job of stopping the run, coming up and uh, getting hits on um, McCaffrey there in the second half, especially. Uh, T.J. Carey is another guy that uh, kind of had a kind of a wishy-washy day, but his, you know, his his big pass defenses that he had of two of them came in crunch time, you know, late in the game. He was, you know, he did get a couple flags thrown on him, some like handy flags thrown. Yeah, on him. yeah, I was about to say yeah, he couple, had some wishy-washy little, flags. Couple, yeah, a couple little borderline ones, but. You know, at the same time, they're still going to call those plays all across the league. Well, well, mm, the one literally looked like he was caress, like the dude pushed off of him, and he looked like he was slightly caressing the dude's arm yeah. ever so slightly. It's like personal foul, caressing the wide receiver. Um, excuse me, kind of thing. It's like, no, that's yeah, not a know. real foul. But you know, I I will say, penalties were not a reason. I mean, well, one we didn't yeah. lose. There was no point in this game where you could say we only won because of penalties or we only lost because of penalties no it was we legitimately came out there and we at the very end of the game when it was all said and done so happened to be the better team which is nice and nice the team isn't you know a team that's one and what or two and whatever it's nice yeah and you know like you said garrett i mean four tackles Six com- or I'm sorry, five tackles combined, a sack, two tackles for loss, and three quarterback hits. The guy was a menace all day long in the backfield, yeah. and I think that's what you know it, it troubled Cam a little bit. And you know, um, I think Cam kind of wanted to start airing it out, and Ron Vera wanted to start airing it out, but he didn't really have time to. Yeah, exactly. And it, oh, man, it's just amazing. Uh, Garrett has what twelve and a half sacks on the season. Yep. That's exactly what you want. So anybody who's out there farm fest uh, calling him a loaf, the dude is not a loaf. He's so great. Pep, like you said, Peppers has actually been quite better than than most people are making him out to be here lately. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know where that whole loaf thing started from with Garrett. I mean, the guy, the guy has absolutely played like a beast ever since he's been into the league. It was. Uh, I think it has some to do with back when his college tape. Sometimes it looked like he was kind of like, well, he also had that high ankle sprain and it kind of yeah. looked like he wasn't as fast or he'd call himself out or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's where that comes from. But, but I mean, you know, he's, he's been playing good and, you know, Joe Schober, Jamie Collins, they played all of their snaps, all 74 plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, all, all around the take to take a Carolina Panthers team. Cause if you look at it, like on paper, Carolina was kind of the better team, you know, slightly better. You know, oh yeah, but not not after the game. I think if you looked at after the game, you would look all across the board at the Browns and say they're the better team. Oh yeah, I was terrified of, of the the thought of McCaffrey and uh, um, Cam Newton running the ball. Terrified oh, of that. So, yeah, and so was I. And I was I was terrified of like Curtis Samuel um, and not having um, Denzel Ward out there. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree on that. And I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but like early in that game too. I mean, they were. They were just murdering us in time of possession, you know, just driving down the field and driving down the field and working that clock and working that clock. Granted, we had the quick score, um, but 
you know, all in all, I mean, they kind of they kind of beat us throughout, you know, all phases. First downs, they had 22, we had 12. Mm-hmm. You know, t- total plays, they had 69, we had 45. Yeah, I think total plays. I think they literally played or had um, time of possession was like 20 or 20 minutes of the half, first half. Yeah, I mean, time time of possession. Looking at it right now, 33 minutes to our 26. Yeah, and 20 of those minutes were from the first half. Yeah, absolutely. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But but also something that we're not used to, halftime adjustments. Somehow yes. you know you adjust stuff and somehow you get better. Who would have thought if you tried something different from the first half to the second half, maybe it might uh, pan out. And the thing is, the things that you don't change are the things that are working. You never get rid of the things that are working. You keep adding on to the things that are working. Apparently, this is a new concept with some coaches, um, Hugh. You know, that's 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 another thing, you know, coming into well, coming into this situation and the way we're looking now, it's a complete, you know, complete 180 from how we looked with Hugh Jackson. Um, now, I'm not saying that, you know, hey, hands down, Greg Williams has to be the head coach and we got to keep Kitchens as the offensive coordinator. But I mean, there's got to be some talks about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If that's not a thought in their heads, then I don't know what I mean. I mean. How many times have you seen where a head coach got fired halfway through a season? Well, I don't know about halfway, at least partial way through a season or towards the end of the season, and the intern maybe wins a game right out right off the shoot and then just falls flat on their belly. We have played five games, and we have a winning record. Granted, you know, maybe Atlanta's defense isn't that great, nor is uh, uh, Cincinnati's necessarily. Yeah. But, I mean – Panthers' defense isn't, like, the worst in the league. It's not like they're... No, they're, they're decent, yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, we may not be, you know, be able to stick up or hold ourselves too completely towards, like, a team like Texas or the Houston Texans right now, but we are... Or the are, Chiefs or the Chargers, sure. Yeah, but we are moving in that slope upwards, and that yes, is... That, 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 yeah. That's what I, wanna, what I want to see with the season. I mean, I don't... I mean, playoffs, yes, we are still in contention on that. I mean, there, there's stuff that have to go our way, and that'd be wonderful. But you know what? I just want improvement. I, I just want to walk out this season, at the end of the season, playoffs or not, going, you know what? I I, I enjoyed the way this season ended. When's the last time you could say that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, and 2007. The next, the next, yeah, 2013? Headed into 14, maybe? Oh, uh, the that Mangini where he spouted out five wins at the end of, at the, end of the season? What year was that? I think it was like 11, 12. I don't really remember. Yeah, sure. Those are my Afghan years. Yeah. No, uh, it had I mean, to be yeah, before. I mean, yeah. It had to been before. Um, uh, no, it was before the Haslam years. So, we're anyways, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're playing meaningful games in December yeah. for the first time in a long, yeah. long time. And even if the main game, meaningful games don't work out in our favor necessarily, at least, you know, hey, where we're at – Six weeks or eight weeks ago at that point, it's like, did we even think we had a shot of any of this? Mm-hmm. All right, let's just enjoy these games for what they are. I mean, we got a rookie. Co- and this this is a beautiful thing is he's just a rookie. It's not like mm-hmm. like, like we're just watching him on, on the tail end of his career or thing. No, he is just getting started. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Speaking of that, there, there's one thing a stat I saw today earlier. I, I went throughout there. This goes back to the offense. Um, since uh, the change in head coaching, uh, our quarterback has been a lot. Or there's been a hit on the quarterback 
a total of four times since week nine. That's pretty damn good. This number two is 19. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. We are first by a long shot. We allowed what? What? One sack last week. First sack in three games, three and a half games. I mean, yeah, I, offense, I mean, yeah, the offensive line is really, really gelling good. I mean, everything that looked bad and like we needed to overhaul, we needed to overhaul this, overhaul that. All of a sudden, when you get you know different coaching staff, it's gelling together. I mean, when's the? I mean, when's the, we haven't had really big, big drop issues other than some in the Texans game in a long time. Brashard Perriman, the dude who's been bouncing around the league for the last few years because he can't catch a ball. Somehow has not dropped the pass the entire time he's been on the Browns. And he's been thrown to several times. You know, and I think that's, you know, kind of a hat tip to Dorsey is, you know, just oh, yeah. to, to, to put the trust in the player when you get him. I think he's, you know, and, I think he's read, or I was reading something about it or listening to something. And he, he said he was as surprised how much of a benefit or how much, mm-hmm. He's contributed because usually he's like, well, usually when you get a guy halfway through the season, blah, 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 meathead stuff, blah, blah, blah. They don't usually, you know, you just hope for the best. And then all of a sudden it's like he's been really surprising how good he has been. And the dude just definitely deserves. I don't know how long we have him, but at least he deserves another. I think it was just a one year, I think it was just the one year deal. I, I, I hope we give him at least another two, three year. Give him like a, a three year deal. You know, hey, you did good for us here. We'll give you a. Mm, not a, not a high end, but maybe like a lower moderate level contract. Like you know what, you've been doing pretty good. You're not our number one guy, but you know we really want you here because you do really good for us, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Darth, I think with that, let's wrap up that uh, Panthers game, that exciting win. Yes, sir. Uh, let's take a short break, and I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but we gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about the playoffs. Uh, what the scenarios are. So let's get into a little bit of that after. Yep, and then we'll get to the editor and I'll pick the call tonight here. I got your number. I know your name. And I know you play the game. scenarios with the Cleveland Browns. This little segment is going to be brought to you by the Carolina Browns backers, the only home for every Carolina fan to watch the Browns every Sunday. We meet at Flight Music and Beer Hall. They got your PBR on tap, only $2 for a draft, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, If you're ever in the Charlotte area and want to check us out, I am the big guy with a bald head wearing a brown shirt. Come and check me out and buy me a beer. (laughs) Uh, Let's get get into the start. Um, You know, we touched on it a couple weeks ago, threw a little couple little scenarios out there, you know, whatever. But I want to get a little fun scenario that's not too far fetched here. And this is how we host the wild card game. All right. So, of course, we're going to have to win the division. Okay. Yep. We win the division. Um, I ranked it out. We win the division. We'll host the wild card game as the four seed against the fifth seed, the Chargers, uh, back in Cleveland. Um, so here's here's how it's going to play out. Of course, you you got the Browns winning this week because, like I said, we got to win out. Yes, sir. Um, 
You got the Browns winning this week. You got the uh, Patriots beating the Steelers, which is highly probable. Yeah, the, the yeah, Ravens. Likely. The Ravens in the um, uh, the Ravens play Tampa Bay, which is you know as as long as the Steelers or I'm sorry, as long as the Patriots beat the Steelers and uh, the Browns beat the Broncos, that game doesn't really matter. The Bengals and um, question is, uh, is yeah. it at Baltimore or is it at Tampa Bay? It's at Baltimore. But oh, crap. It, I, I, play I, with the I, know. I play with the scenario. I, know. I actually have Baltimore winning this game. I know. Okay. I, I, just, I just said it would be more in our favor had it been in Tampa because then we're not – I have to be relying specifically on a different game. Okay. Well, like I said, I have Baltimore actually winning this game. Okay. Okay. I have the Patriots beating, beating the Steelers and the Bengals beating the Ravens. Okay. okay. So that moves us up a spot week 16. The Browns beating the Bengals, uh, the Saints beating the Steelers, which is highly likely. Yes. Okay. So then you're going to have to take Baltimore against the Chargers. Is at it... Chargers. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Chargers. Okay. 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 Week 17, um, Bengals at Steelers. Um, the Bengals will have to win this game for us to win the division. Okay. Okay. Bengals win this game, we win the division. Steelers win this game, they win the division. Uh, Browns Browns beat the Browns beat the Ravens. We take the division, get the number four seed, host that wild card game. So that's not all too far fetched. But let's just say let's just say the Bengals do beat. Um, I'm sorry, the Steelers do beat the Bengals week 17. Okay. Okay. So you you would have to have the Colts almost losing two of two of the two of the next three. And Tennessee losing two of the next three. So week 15, Tennessee's got New York. The Colts have Dallas. New York can easily beat Tennessee. Dallas can easily beat the Colts. Week 16, you have um, the Colts playing the Giants. You can easily see the, you know, at the same time, the Giants beating the Colts. Mm -hmm. And um, where's Tennessee at? Let me see. Okay, so the Tennessee against the... Uh, Tennessee against the uh, Redskins. I have Tennessee winning that, so that game yeah. really doesn't mean much. You get into week 17, and you have the Colts winning over Tennessee. So that game really doesn't matter so much. Well, it does matter because in that situation, the Tennessee – or I'm sorry, the Colts would have to beat Tennessee, um, and the Browns beat the Ravens, and then we slide into the number six seed, and we go down to Houston and play the third seed Texans. So, I mean, uh, you know – the playoffs aren't out of reach whatsoever. The The final games of these teams are kind of tough for the other teams more than they are tough for us. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you know, let's let's take it one, you know, kind of one week at a time. And, I mean, one practice at a time. That's, you know, really all we can do is control our own destiny. You know, we really can't control what happens against, you know, other teams. Yeah. Uh, we can control what we can control. And so, you know, the next game that we're going to control that we're going to talk about right now is the Denver Broncos. Now you got a you got a Denver Broncos team that has had a lot of success this year, has beaten a lot of good teams, um, and they have a really good running game. Now their pass catchers aren't so much, but you know their 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 quarterbacks kind of so so. But their quarterbacks are also playing at a high level right now. Mm-hmm. But they're also you know? missing uh, Emmanuel Sanders is out for the season, so that does yeah, help exactly. our cause. Yep. Um, I'm not really. I I mean I mean. Lindsay's been pretty good. Uh, their defense has been pretty good. This is one of those games. Is like I think this game could go either way. That, that that's just how I look at it. It's like, well, 
with this going this way, this is going this way. It could go either way, um, but I'm, I'm kind of favoring our guys because, well, Baker Mayfield and I love our guys. Yep. I, I think it's a game where we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have to contain Lindsey under 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, let you know, let their quarterback try to beat us through the air. I don't think that's necessarily gonna happen, but we're gonna have to contain that run game. Uh, double them, spy them, do whatever you got to do to get to them. Shut them down every time they hand it off to them. Shut them down. I mean, Lindsey's the type of player that if he could find a crease, he could easily take one to the house. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really don't have a whole lot to say about this game. It's just gonna. Be... Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of gonna be one of those ones where either either we win it or well, yeah, of course we win it or we don't. Um, but at the same time, I mean, we don't necessarily have to have a whole hell of a lot of right things going for us. We just have to play our football, mm-hmm. play our football. And we, you know, this game is winnable. Yep. Yep. I completely we don't, agree. We don't play our football. We stream away from, you know, what we've been doing and the success that we've, you know, the low success that we've been having and, you know, the game's losable. Yeah. I think the game can kind of go either which way, but you know, like you said, you know, I got more trust in our guys than I, I guess I would being a, you know, being a Broncos fan. Um, this game is actually almost like a mini playoff game, you know, cause e- each team, if the Broncos lose, they're eliminated from the playoffs. If the Browns lose, we're eliminated from the playoff contention. You know, they're both still on the hunt. Yeah. So it's almost a little mini, mini playoff game for them, you know? I mean, there's still, you know, being a Browns fan, there's still plenty of play for in the season. If we do lose, you know, we could sweep the Bengals and possibly keep the Ravens out of the playoffs, which would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't get me case, wrong. Worst case scenario, we could play spoiler. Yeah, worst case scenario, we try to play spoiler. Best case scenario, let's win out and then put the rest into the football guy's hands. Yes, sir. You know, so what do you, uh, you got a bold, 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 uh, blah, 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 bold prediction for this game coming up, Darth? Uh, I'm going to say Chubb's going to have a 150-yard game, two touchdowns. Okay, okay. I see you. I see you. I will see your Chubb having a 150-yard game and raise you. Miles Garrett records four sacks this game. Ooh. Four. That's quite a few there. That'd be nice. That's four. That's only... I mean, if if he's going to play what... Let's say he plays 40 snaps, that's only... What ten percent? He gets a sack. Yep. That's not. That's not hard. Nope. It's not hard. What do you got? What do you got? Score prediction wise. Oh, I'm gonna say twenty-eight, twenty-one Browns. Okay. I am going to say. Uh, I hate to do this to you, Darth. I am gonna say twenty-one, seventeen Broncos. Ooh. And I, and and I'll say that because I you know it, it's not like I don't have faith. Um, I just think that like every game that we've had, it, you know, minus the Browns game and then coming into the uh, Falcons game, which were you know playing opponents of lesser quality to us, we're mm. almost we're almost playing a team that's almost mirror to us. Yeah. You know, um, granted we have the better quarterback, we have the better receivers, but we've also been known to Baker's also thrown four interceptions in a game. You know, we've also had games where we can't catch a damn ball you know yeah I don't, I don't think that we found our identity truly yet um that's something that's going to happen in the next three games i hope i'm wrong but uh, i just see this game going up there i'm going to give the home field advantage to the broncos and go with a uh, loss to the browns i think we come back down to reality just a hair bit 
just to give us that extra the extra pissed off attitude to play Cincinnati at the last home game. Sounds good. So I, I can't argue with that. But I think with that, I think we should wrap this up here for the day. Uh, Any final thoughts, Garth? Go Browns. Go Browns and fuck Pittsburgh. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Thank you. But what would you say if you knew my play? Then who are you? Oh, and you come. Down in anchor state And if they told you what Then why are you standing there All of my Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else you listen to podcasts check it out hello i'm neil patel the editor-in-chief of the verge and host of decoder a business podcast where i interview ceos about big ideas the problems that come from those ideas and how they make decisions it is also surprisingly about org charts it comes up a lot We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.